Good morning, church family. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Just because we are not worshiping in a physical building does not mean that we cannot still worship together. So wherever you are, please join us in singing these songs of praise. Come on, let's sing. Stop working Even when I don't see it 
Thank you, Father. Father, we just love you today. We just thank you today for your presence 
in this place. We thank you for your presence upon us. We thank you for your presence in every home right now with every person who's listened to this podcast, whether they're in their car or they're at their house or they're at the park right now. Father, we just thank you for them. We thank you. We, we take authority over any spirit of fear that would try to come against them. We take authority over any anxiety, any depression, any discouragement. And Father, we command it to go in the name of Jesus. We command it to be gone in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have given us the spirit of faith, not the spirit of fear, and the spirit of power and love in a sound mind. And Father, we just thank you for our church family right now, wherever they are. We just thank you for them. We thank you for protection for them. We thank you for healing for them. We thank you for strength for them. We thank you for energy over them, that the peace of God would guard their hearts and minds right now, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. And Father, we thank you. We lift them up right now. And Father, we just thank you that as they're in their house right now, the presence of God would come in, would touch them, would touch their children, would touch their grandchildren, would touch everything that they're doing right now, that your tangible presence would be there in a supernatural way. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in this service. We thank you for what you've already done in this time of worship. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. You guys can be seated this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Well, as we get started this morning, first of all, I just want to say hello to all of you who are listening to this podcast. Uh, We got a small group of us here at Church on the Rock recording this this morning, and we just want you to know that we miss you, and we love you, and we're for you. And uh, when we come out of all this and we come to the other side, we're going to be better and stronger than we were before, and we're believing that this morning. And I just want to give you a few things during this time of the offering to just share some ways that you can stay engaged and stay a part of what we're doing at church. First of all, I want to say this, that the church will be open. We're not going to be closed. We will be open our normal hours, 8 to 4, Monday through Thursday. So if you need us, you need help, you need prayer, I encourage you guys, you can call us. Our phone number is 812 812- 948-5906 and our email is info at cotrin.org so if you need somebody you want us to pray for you you need some help please reach out to us we're here for you and we love you uh, as you know some of you we've we've sent out emails this week we've sent out letters we've made calls to let you know what's going on with uh, the future of our church for right now so I wanted to give you a quick recap of that if you're listening at home First of all, we're not going to be having services for a season until they tell us we can come back together. But we are going to still be having life groups. If you feel up to it and you're healthy to go, we want you to stay involved in your life group. We think that's very important. We want you to uh, be involved in communicating with each other, people in your church family. I know they're telling us to be socially distant, but we don't need to be spiritually distant. We need to uh, stay close spiritually and stay engaged with the community of faith that we're a part of. Just to mention this real quick, in Acts 2, it talks about that they met in the temple and they met from house to house. So that's what we're doing right now. We're usually in the temple or the church, but now we're meeting house to house every week for a season. And notice it talks about the early church. They were persecuted, so sometimes they had to meet in homes instead of big buildings or temples or or church facilities. But when they came out of that persecution, they were stronger when they came out of meeting from house to house. So I believe that's going to happen to our church. We're going to meet in house to house for a season. But when we come back together, we're going to be a better church, a stronger church, a more powerful church in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get amen for the crew that's here this morning? 
And so we're excited about that. Also want to encourage you, for those of you who have kids on the rock kids, this week we're going to be sending some fun things to your home for your kids to be involved with, some fun things for them to do, and so they can be a part of what's going on at church. And lastly, I want to encourage you about giving. We're going to continue to give, continue to be generous so we can do what we're called to do as a church, but also so we can help others in this season. So I encourage you to go to our website, go online to give, text to give. Our website address is www.cotrin.org. And we appreciate all your giving, your tithe, your offering, your financial support to help us to do what we're called to do as a church. So we appreciate that. We're thankful for that. And I just want to encourage you right now as a church family to continue to reach out to those in need. Reach out to each other. If you need help, talk to somebody. Reach out to your life group members. Reach out to your life group leaders. Be a part of what's going on. Make sure you're not completely isolating yourself spiritually from people that you need help from. So we encourage you, stay plugged in, stay involved. Reach out to us if you need help. We're going to be constantly putting stuff up on social media on our website to keep you informed on what we're doing. And we love you and we're for you today. So let's pray and we're going to take up our offering this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you for this time of giving. We thank you for the generosity of this church. We thank you that our church is a prosperous church. Our church is a church that has abundance and no lack. We thank you that we're blessed to be a blessing. And, Father, we believe it even in this time in our culture, in our world right now. We're not going to draw back. We're going to move forward. We're not going to draw back on our giving. We're not going to draw back on our praying. We're not going to draw back on our faith. But we're going to push forward so we can do what we're called to do as a church and we can help those who are in need in this time. And, Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. And, Father, I just pray right now as we're praying for the offering, I pray for the jobs of the people at Church on the Rock. I thank you, Father God, that they're going to keep their jobs, that, Father God, that you're going to protect them, that, Father God, that, that you're going to do supernatural things at their job or their workplace, that, Father, even if they have to change jobs for a season, that you're going to find them a new job, a better job, with better resources and better finances. But I thank you, Father, whatever happens, we're going to be okay. Whatever happens, you're going to open up doors of provision for us. Whatever happens, Father God, we are going to make it and go to the other side of this. And I thank you. I thank you for every person at our church that they are going to be financially well off to be able to take care of the needs of their family and have more than enough. We believe, Father God, that you want us to have more than enough and that, Father, you can find supernatural ways to provide for us in this season. And we thank you. You're going to do it. And we believe you that you're our provider. In Jesus' name, amen. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I won the battles. This is how, this is how I won the battle. This is how I won the battle. This is how I won the battle. This is how.
Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you again for this service. We believe that you're going to speak to us today. You be, we believe this morning that you're going to help us. You're going to give us a message and a word in season to help those who are weary this morning, those who need refreshing this morning. And, Father, we thank you for all you're going to do today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, well, if you got your Bibles with you, let's open them up. I encourage you guys at home to open up your Bibles. If you have it, gather your family around, get a notebook, get a pen, get your Bible, get a smartphone, whatever you got. Open it up, and uh, we're going to start in Isaiah 41 and verse 10. We're going to start in Isaiah 41 and verse 10, and we're going to continue preaching a series about faith over fear. Faith over fear. And I'm excited about this morning. We're going to preach uh, the next part of this series because I believe this is a timely message for the days that we live in. So Isaiah 41 and verse 10, if we could get that on the screen for us this morning. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Come on, has anybody received that this morning? Notice what it says again. Don't be afraid. I'm speaking to you, church family, wherever you're listening to this. Don't be afraid. Why? For I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Come on. I believe that this morning. So today, if you're taking notes, the title of my message is God is with us. God is with us. Now, I want to continue to talk a little bit this morning about faith over fear. Faith over fear. Last week, we mentioned a few of these things, and we talked about how to uh, respond during troubled times. We talked about how do we respond. We respond by choosing, because it's a choice, it's not a feeling, to choose faith over fear, to choose protection over panic, to choose peace over over worry. So I want to talk about faith over fear this morning, but specifically that God is with us. Dr. Lester Summerall said this, we need to feed our faith and starve our doubts to death. We need to feed our faith and starve our doubts to death. Now, how do we do that? Because last week we mentioned this, whatever we feed grows, whether that's fear or faith. The positive or the negative, that's our choice that we make no one else. We can feed our fear or we can feed our faith, but whatever we feed will grow. And so we need to feed our faith, and the more we feed our faith and don't feed our doubts or fear, our faith will get stronger and our fear will get weaker. And so we need to feed our faith with the right stuff and the right things, and starve our doubts to death. So how do we feed our faith? Well, I want to share a few things to kind of introduce where we're going today, but we feed our faith by what we give our attention to. We feed our faith by what we give our attention to. So I want to tell you three ways on how we feed our faith. How do we give our attention to faith? And these three things we need now more than ever before, especially with the world that we're living in, we need to feed our faith because whatever we feed will grow. So we can either give our attention to faith or to fear. And in this season, we have to choose the right thing. And so we need to give our attention, first of all, to what we listen to. How do we give our attention? Well, first thing is by what we listen to. 
We feed our faith or feed our fear by whatever we listen to. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So does fear. Fear comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the enemy. So I want to encourage you, church family, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, be informed with what's going on in the world, but don't be overwhelmed and don't be consumed by it. Once you know, turn off the news, turn off the social media, stop feeding it because it's going to keep growing and start feeding your faith. I encourage you, turn on a podcast, listen to that. Get on YouTube, type in faith, type in healing, type in the promises of God, type in protection, type in peace, type in joy, and listen to messages that are going to feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. That's what we need to do. That's what we give our attention to. We need to feed our faith. Here's another thing. How do we feed our faith? Well, we got to speak words of faith. Whatever we talk about will grow in our life, whether that's fear or faith. I want to encourage you, church family, whatever you're speaking right now in this season is what's going to happen for you. The Bible says, what I greatly feared came upon me. So we can either speak faith into our future or we can speak fear into our future. So how do you feed your faith? you got to speak faith when you don't feel faith. you got to speak words of faith when you feel fear. you got to speak what you want to happen, not what's currently happening. And we need to feed our faith by the words we say. So I want to ask you right now, what are you saying? Is your confession negative right now? Critical? Is it fearful? Is it anxious? Is it depressed? Because if it is, you're not feeding your faith. You're feeding your doubts and you're feeding your fear. And so we need to feed our faith by the words we say. We're people of faith and really people of faith only shine in troubled times. No one would know you're in faith when everything's going right. When everything's going wrong, then you really see the people of faith. And that's who we are as a church family. Come on, I'm getting helped already in this Assembly of God church this morning. So we're going to keep feeding our faith by what we listen to. We're going to listen to faith, not the news, not the fear, not the anxiety. But we're also going to speak words of faith. Lastly, what we're thinking about is how we give our attention to something. So what are you thinking about right now? I would say if you feel feelings of fear, anxiety, depression, and worry, that lets you know you're thinking about the wrong thing. I'm not saying that thoughts don't come to you from the enemy. They do. But if they stay there, that's because you chose it. We can choose to think about whatever we want to think about for the good or the bad, the positive or the negative, faith or fear. So let me ask you, wherever you're at right now, if you're in your home, you're with your family, or you're in your car, wherever you're at listening to this message, do you feel fear, anxiety, worry, stress, depression? Because if you do, it's because you're thinking about it. We can choose to set our mind of, the Bible says, on things above, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report that we need right now in the world, not a bad report. We can choose to think of things about faith and healing and victory and our promises of God. Or we can think about the opposite. So how do we feed our faith? Once again, by what we give our attention to. How do we give our attention to things? By what we listen to, by what we speak, and what we think. So I want to encourage you, church family, before I get into the rest of this message, feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. So let's get into the rest of this message. I'm going to talk about God is with us. God is with us. And I've been meditating on this this past week, and this is the first message I want to preach about this. And I'm talking about God is with us this morning. You know, in the garden, 
when God created everything, he created the heavens and the earth. He created all the planets. He created all the animals. He created everything we see and everything we don't see. After he created everything, he created man. And when he created a man, he created him for fellowship. He didn't create him because he had a certain motivation to just use him and to have him be his little puppet. No, he created him for fellowship because the father wanted a family. The only motivation God had for making mankind was to be with him. No more, no less. That's all he wanted to do, that God would be with him. And we see that's what he did. He fellowshiped with him in the garden, and they fellowshiped together. And it said that God was with Adam and Eve, and he walked with him, and he was with him. And that's all he wanted to do was to be the father and his family. But we know when sin happened, sin separated us from God. But God was not satisfied with us being separated. He would find men and women of God all throughout the Bible to make covenant with that he could come back into relationship with them and he would be God with us. So I want to talk today about a really simple message about God is with us. So today I was thinking about this and I was thinking about that the number one way that we can fight fear and choose faith is to realize that God is with us. Because when we have knowledge that God is with us, that is the greatest weapon to eliminate fear in our life. Once again, the greatest weapon to eliminate fear is the knowledge of God being with us. You know, I was thinking about this. Who's with us matters. Who's with us can change everything. I was thinking about, you know, sometimes celebrities, it shows celebrities on TV and you'll, you'll see them and there's certain exclusive clubs or uh, exclusive golf courses or exclusive restaurants. And if I just walked up there by myself, I'm not getting in because they don't know me. They don't know anything about me. I can say, I'm Pastor Jordan. I'm from Church on the Rock. They're like, I don't care. You're not getting in. But if I had a celebrity with me who they knew, I would have access to that place because of who's with me matters. And it depends on who's with you that you could get into that club. You could get into that golf course. You could get into that fancy restaurant. So Who's with you could change everything on the access you get into something new, into something different, into something greater. And I want to let you know, church, that who's with you gives you access in this season that other people don't have. It gives you access financially. It gives you access with your health. It gives you access with your protection that maybe not everybody is getting in the world, but because of who is with you, that changes everything. And how many know God is way bigger and way better and has way more access than any celebrity we know? He is the God of the universe. And he can give, get people to say yes to you that will say no to everybody else because God is with us. You know, I was thinking about who's with us changes everything. And I was thinking about confidence and protection. You know, I have a daughter, Natalie. She's seven years old. She is the most wonderful person on the world. And she's actually just like me. That's why I love her so much. No, I'm joking. And, and we're twins in every way possible. But you know what? Even though she's seven years old and she thinks she's big stuff because she's seven years old now, she's tall, she's beautiful, young girl in first grade, she still asked me to go into dark rooms with her. 
she still asks me to go downstairs with her when it's dark because she cares about who's with her. And her logic there is this, that she feels like if I just go by myself, I'm not big enough to face whatever I'm going to find in the dark room or the dark basement. But her logic is who's with her, which is her daddy, is bigger and stronger and better than whatever she's going to face in the basement or the dark room. Now, that will preach right now wherever you're at. Because she's basing that thinking that, I'm bigger and badder and stronger, and I'm just going to let her think that for now, than whatever we would face in a dark room or a dark basement. But think about the God of the universe, not just a natural father, but a heavenly father. He's with you, and what you're facing, he is way, way, way bigger than. He is way bigger than sickness or disease. He's way bigger than financial issues. He's way bigger than what's happening in this world. God is way bigger than the dark room or the dark season that we're going into as a world. And when it gets darker, the church should get brighter. But who's with us changes everything. And notice we can have confidence and protection because of who's with us. Because the God of the universe is bigger than everything that we face. He is stronger so we can go into the darkness with confidence and protection knowing God is with us. Come on, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. I feel the anointing coming on me to help you this morning and to preach to you. So who's with us changes everything. And the good news is today, church, God is with us. Now, he wants to be with everybody, but everybody doesn't choose it. But for the people that have chosen a relationship with him, God is with us. So I've been thinking about this, and I want to take you through some scriptures all throughout the Bible that talks about God being with us this morning. I hope that's going to encourage you. The first thing I was thinking about was Moses in the Bible. Now, Moses was a prophet of God, and Moses grew up in Egypt. He was raised in Egypt, but we see later on in his life, after he killed a man, he ran from Egypt. He went out to the wilderness. He ran away from the plan of God. But God found him at a burning bush. Some of you know that story. And God told him at the burning bush or an encounter with God, he told him, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt, and I want you to speak for me. And when, when you do, I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you signs and wonders and miracles. So Pharaoh will have to be forced to let the people of God go. And when you go, I want you to say this. I want you to speak this. And when you go, I'm going to give you power to do it. But it's interesting what Moses said to God at the burning bush. And I'm going to share that with you in a second. He told him all these things that he was going to do. And really, Egypt was the largest country or largest uh, nation on the earth at that time, most powerful nation Egypt was. And he said he was going to go and deliver God's people and do all these great things. But Moses said this to God, if you don't go with me, I don't want to go. Knowing that if God doesn't go with you, you're going to fail. <laughs> Knowing, yeah, God, you just gave me this huge plan. Sounds awesome. You said, we're going to go to Egypt. I'm going to talk all this stuff to the, to the Pharaoh. He's going to let God's people go. There's going to be miracle signs and wonders. It's going to be huge. God's people are going to come out of Egypt. 
amazing thing. And, and Moses said, that's great, but God, if you don't go with me, it's not going to happen. But notice what God said to Moses. Exodus thirty-three fourteen. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. I want to speak that over you, church. God's saying to you right now, I will personally go with you, and I will give you rest, and everything will be fine for you. That's Exodus 33, 14, and the New Living Translation. So God told Moses, don't worry about it, Moses. If I called you to do it, I'm not going to leave you alone. Of course, I'm going with you, and everything's going to be fine. That's how we can get through this season as a church. That's, who, that's how we can get through this season as believers, because God's going to personally go with us, and everything will be fine. I believe that this morning. It's amazing. There's, a, there's another verse I want to share with you about Moses. We see Moses, it happened just the way that God said it. Moses went to Egypt. There was 10 plagues. He told Pharaoh to let God's people go. Pharaoh did. God was with him the whole way there. Then God led them through the wilderness, led them through the Red Sea. God was with him at the Red Sea. Who else was holding back the waters? It was God himself because God was with them. God was with them in the wilderness. God was with them throughout the wilderness, feeding them, clothing them, giving them bread, giving them manna from heaven, giving them quail to eat, giving them water out of a rock. God was with them for 40 years. But then they're about to go into the promised land 40 years later, and God speaks through Moses again, encouraging the people about the future because Moses was not able to go into the promised land. Joshua had to take them in. But notice, because Moses had seen his whole life that God was faithful. Moses had seen his whole life that God was with him. And this is what Moses said to the people before he dies at 120 years old. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 in the New King James. Notice what he he encourages this group of people about to take the promised land. He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's read it in the message translation. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong Take courage. Don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, he is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down and he won't leave you. Come on, isn't that a good verse this morning? And Moses was encouraging God's people, the same God that was with me in Egypt, the same God that was with me in the desert, the same God that was with me through the Red Sea is the same God that I'm going to give to you that's going to be with you just like he was with me. Just like he was with Moses, he will be with Joshua. He will be with God's people to help them conquer the promised land. And he will be the same God for you this morning, church. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Notice, because your God, your God, you can have courage and confidence because your God 
will be with you wherever you go. Let's turn to Joshua 1 in verse 1. Because Joshua is the man of God who took over for Moses. And he's about to lead God's people into the promised land. He's about to lead them into the place that God has called them to be. And in Joshua 1, in verse 1, we're going to read 1 through 9 in the New Living Translation. Joshua gives the same encouragement to God's people to take the promised land. Now let's read it together. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. Now let's jump down to verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For notice, I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. Hear me, church. Be strong and courageous right now. Why? For you are the ones who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. And I love this. In verse 9, he tells them again. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. Come on, everybody say with you. He is with you wherever you go. Come on, if it was true for Joshua, it is true for us. If it was true for Moses, it was true for us. We can have courage and be confident because the God that is with us is for us, and we can have everything that God says we can have because God is with us. Now, once again, the greatest weapon to eliminate fear in your life is the knowledge that God is with me. Because if God is with me, he is bigger and better than anything that I could face. He is stronger. He is greater. He is more powerful than anything I could come into contact with. You know, it's funny that in this passage, he's talking to Joshua, but you realize Joshua and the rest of God's people didn't go into the promised land because they reported there was giants in the land. But Joshua was a man of faith. And think about this. Moses knew that they could go into the promised land because God was with them. But Joshua knew that they could go into the promised land because God was with them. The rest of God's people were scared because of the giants. But think about this once again. Who's with you matters. Now, if you're judging your life based off the giants, the giants are bigger than you. Technically, yes, they are bigger than you, but it's not about just you. It's about who's with you. Because you can be confident and courageous and full of faith because I'm not just by myself. And yes, if I'm just basing it off of me, I should be afraid because the giant is bigger than me. But I'm not basing it off of that because who's with me is bigger than the giant. 
Who's with me is bigger than the cancer. Who's with me is bigger than the coronavirus. Who's bigger... Who's with me is bigger than the financial situation. Who's with me is bigger and stronger than anything I face. So if I see a giant, I'm not afraid because God that is with me makes this giant look like a nobody. Makes this giant look like he can't do anything because compared to God, he has nothing. So it's not just me and my own strength because really it's bigger than me, but it's not bigger than God. And the good news is God is with us. Come on, hopefully you're getting encouraged this morning. Another man of God in the Bible that I'm thinking about is David. David in the Bible was a man after God's own heart. We love David. Really, David's the most talked about man in the Bible other than Jesus. He's a central figure to the whole Bible. And David was a shepherd, but then he was a king. And I love this because David had confidence because David knew his God. And David had confidence because he knew God was with him. Thinking about this, no matter what David faced, he always got on the other side of it. He went through some stuff, went through some death, some tragedies, some sickness, some armies coming after him, fighting for his life, fighting for his family. But David always came out the other side because God was with him. And he had his heart turned towards God. But I was thinking about the first really big story about David is David and Goliath. And we see that David was taking his brothers some pizza, some garlic knots, down to the battle. It said he brought him cheese and bread. So he brought him some cheesy bread down to the battle. And he brought him some some cheese bread. And they were all hiding from Goliath. They were hiding from him because Goliath was defying the armies of the Lord and saying, whoever can beat me, you win. But if you can't beat me, we're going to take all of God's people away into captivity. And David wasn't wasn't a giant, but Goliath was a giant. And he was physically scary. It would be fearful to look at him. You would not want to fight him in a UFC battle. He's a big man. But you know, David, even though he was a boy at the time, he was a teenager, he wasn't afraid. Now, why wasn't he afraid? Because he knew God was with him. And I love this because when he went to fight Goliath, when nobody else would fight him, there was more skilled warriors than David, and they wouldn't fight him. They were taller and stronger. Even Saul was a lot taller and stronger than David was. David wasn't the same type of man that he was but David knew his God and David knew that God was with him but notice what David says David had knowledge that God was with him his whole life so he wasn't afraid and what did he say to Goliath and he he explained to Saul when he was about to fight Goliath he said I've killed a lion before now you can't kill a lion by yourself especially back then they didn't have a shotgun or a bow, he killed a lion, just him, that was trying to attack him and his sheep. Now, how did he do that? Because God was with him. And he said, I've killed a bear. Now, how did he do that? He didn't have a shotgun. He didn't have any kind of ammunition or a knife or anything. How did he kill a bear? Because God was with him. And so he knew God had been faithful in the past. And he said, so this giant 
I'm not afraid of him either. If, if God was with me with the lion and he was with me with the bear, he's going to be with me with the giant. And I know I can beat him because God is with me. And I love it. He talked trash to the Goliath when he saw him because he said, you come to me with just you, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. What was he saying? It's not just me. I'm not just coming to you as a teenager with a slingshot trying to fight you, Goliath, because if I was, I'm going to die today. But I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I'm coming to you, and I'm not just with me. God is with me. And how many know when he threw that, that, uh, that rock at Goliath, there was supernatural accuracy on that rock? Supernatural. That God was aiming that rock, that it hit Goliath exactly where it needed to hit Goliath. And so Goliath was killed and taken out. Because he was defying God and the armies of God. But David only did that. Why? Because God was with him. You guys getting something so far today? But notice that same David writes Psalm 23. Psalm 23, very familiar passage. But let's turn there. Psalm 23, verse 1. I'm getting encouraged this morning. Psalm 23, and verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4. Now really listen to this verse. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, notice, I will fear no evil. Now why does he say that? Next verse. For you are with me. David said, I don't have to fear any evil no matter what I go through, no matter what giant, no matter what bear, no matter what lion, no matter if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, meaning I can feel death all around me, but I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Verse 6. Speaking this over you, church. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God says through his word that he will be with us in the valley of the shadow of death. We don't have to fear because he's with us. Let's look at Isaiah 41.10. I know we're using a lot of verses today, but it's good for you. You need to meditate on these verses. Write these down. Speak these over your life, especially if you're dealing with fear right now. we got to choose faith over fear. It's amazing. All these verses have a common theme. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be fearful, for I am with you. Why? Because the knowledge of God being with us will eliminate fear. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41.10 in New Living. Notice, don't be afraid. Why? For I am with you. The more we have knowledge and revelation of God being with us, it will eliminate fear out of our lives. Now, we're going to jump into the New Testament here for a second and look at a few more verses. 
But let's read one from the Gospels because we realize that Jesus came to reveal the heart of God. Jesus is God in the flesh. And Jesus came and showed us who God really is. And notice what the name given to Jesus is reveals who God is. Matthew 1, verse 21 through 23. And she will have a son, talking about Mary having Jesus. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Verse 23. Now this is a prophecy spoken in Isaiah, but quoted in Matthew about Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, it said, Look, the virgin, or Mary, will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Jesus' name is Emmanuel, which is God is with us. Jesus' name reveals the heart of God for us. It reveals what God in the flesh came to show us, that God's not far away. He's not up in heaven where we can't see him, we can't hear him. He doesn't care about us. No, the God that we serve is with us. He loves us. He's for us. He surrounds us. And he doesn't want to do life apart with us. He wants to be with us. And Jesus came to reveal the heart of God, which is Emmanuel, which is God is with us. God is with us, church. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be anxious because who's with you changes everything. You have access. You have protection. You can have confidence or faith because of who's with you. Last verse I want to share today is Hebrews 13 and verse 5. This is such a great couple of verses here we're about to read And I encourage you to speak this over yourself because Hebrews is such a great book, but it's a book about covenant. And covenant is something that God makes with us. It's a promise that he's not going to break. And covenant says, I'm going to be with you. Really, covenant, that's pretty simple. It just says, I'm going to be with you in the good times and the bad. Whatever you're going through, I'm going to be with you. Covenant says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to bail out because of the coronavirus. I'm not going to leave you because financial pressures. I'm not going to leave you because you messed up or you sinned or you made a mistake. God says, I'm not going to do that because I'm a covenant God and I'm with you. That should give us confidence and faith because he's with us. But I love this. Hebrews 13 in verse 5. We're going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And I want you to really listen to this. And maybe, church, you can study this this week in the Amplified. Notice what God says to us. It says, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. Notice that. That's in the Amplified. That's in the original. Three times God says, I will not. I will not in any way degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. And verse 6. Because of that, notice what we can do. Since God's not going to leave us. So we take comfort 
and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm and I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Come on, isn't that good, church? What can man do to me? Or what can coronavirus do to me? Or what can financial issues do to me? It can't do anything because the God who is with me is bigger than anything I can face. And notice what it says in verse 5. Let's read that one more time because it's so good. God says, this is what he's speaking over all of us this morning. I will not in any way fail you. I will not give you up. I will not leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not. In any degree, leave you helpless nor forsake you, let you down, or relax my hold on you? Assuredly not. And because of that, we can be confident and bold knowing God is my helper and he's with me. What can man or what can anybody do to me because God is with me? Would you guys get something this morning? Well, let's pray. Father, we just love you today. We thank you today for this time together. We thank you for this time of worship and time of giving. We thank you for this message we preached this morning. I pray that it would go into the hearts of the people that are listening to it. We pray, Father God, that you would make this word come alive, that we would not just be hearers but doers of the word. And we can leave today knowing that God is with us and God is for us. And because he's with us, we don't have to fear. Because he's with us, we don't have to be afraid or anxious or worried because God is with us. Because he's with us, we have protection. We have access. We have confidence and faith. And we choose faith over fear because we thank you God is with us today. And let me just pray for you who are listening to this and you're at home right now. Father, we just thank you you're with us right now. You're with us at our jobs. You're with us at work. You're with us at the park. You're with us at the grocery store. You're with us in our car. You're with us at our house right now with the, when we're with our family. Your presence is there with us. And we thank you, Father. You're not going to leave us or forsake us. We can be encouraged today. We can be confident today. We can be full of faith today knowing that God is with us. I command any fear to leave. I command any anxiety to leave. I command any stress or discouragement to go. Why? Because we know that God is with us, and the knowledge of that will eliminate fear from our lives. Father, I'm asking you this week, in all of us at Church on the Rock and in this church community, that you would help to give us a greater knowledge and revelation of you being with us. Let us think about it this week. Let it be in our hearts and in our minds, and let it permeate our family, our children, our grandchildren, let it affect our job. Let it affect our home, knowing that you're with us. And we pray for all these things in Jesus' name.